What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show on this Friday, February 9th. We made it to the weekend. One of the best weekends that there is, football-wise, it's Super Bowl weekend. Some of you will be headed to a party. Some of you will be hosting a party. All of us will be watching the big game. Not that I have to say the big game, but it is a big game. What else could you possibly be doing on Sunday night that would make you not watch the Super Bowl? Now, if you're not a football fan, you're not going to watch it. If you don't watch a lot of television and you're not a football fan, you put that together, you're not going to tune in. But you're tuned in to me right now. And because of that, that means you are watching the Super Bowl. This is the, it's the one time all year where I know what I'm watching, every single one of you is watching too. There's no way you can have another plan on Sunday night. It's just not possible. If your significant other made some type of plan on Sunday night that would keep you from watching the Super Bowl, you really have to question that relationship. And I would I would think and I would say, and I don't really know much about relationships, so who am I to say anything? Although next week I'll bring on Uncle Luke and we could talk about Valentine's Day tips. I love talking to Luke about that. But if you're in a relationship and you've got some other type of plan set up for Sunday night by your significant other, because I know you didn't set it up, well, you need to change that. You need to you need to say to the other person, whoever it is, look, I'm I'm not I'm not going to this event or there can't even be another event because everybody X's off that date, Super Bowl Sunday, to make sure there's nothing else going on. You don't have any other games going on. Nothing. So enjoy it. Take all of this in because you also have to remember When the game is over on Sunday night, that is all the football we get until September. Months and months go by, and we do not have a game. So enjoy the 49ers and Chiefs. Either Mahomes is going to start getting serious dynasty talk and goat talk, or Shanahan's finally going to get his ring. One of the best franchises in football, the San Francisco 49ers, could return to the top of the mountain. They almost did here in South Florida not too long ago when the 49ers played the Chiefs at Hard Rock Stadium. Maybe now this will be their time. Last night, I went with Will Manso to dinner. We went to an Italian spot, his favorite spot in Miami Beach. I think it's called Macalina. I believe that's how you say it. It was really good. And a couple people came up to him because that's like his home. It's like the other night I was at Joe's. That's my home. His home is this Italian spot. A couple people came up to him. Hey, who do you like in the game? People continue to ask me. And my answer has been the same all week long. It's hard to go against Patrick Mahomes. 
that may not be the answer people are looking for. But that's the answer that I'm giving. At least that's the statement that I am giving. I think you care about my prediction, at least, and my parlays and my plays on the app or even in Vegas, wherever I am. Random celebrities predictions. I don't think you care about those all that much. Thankfully for all of you, if you tune into national shows on Radio Row, this is the final day you got to hear that garbage. I'm so glad I'm not there. It's the worst radio in the history of radio, and it happens every single year for about a week. People working their way table to table, pitching products that you don't need. And before I let you go, let me get your pick. Who do you like? They got like 20 picks in a week or 30 picks in a week. I would much rather just give you my pick and talk about some prop bets, some parlays. In fact, here's what I'll do. I haven't posted this. I will post it, but I have not posted it yet. I haven't even put the bet in yet. I should probably put it in right now because I'm going to tell you guys. I'm going to give you the Slater's scoop on what's going to be in my Super Bowl parlay. So I'm doing this on the Hard Rock Bet app because I'm here in Florida. And here's what I'm putting in. This is what I have drafted for my same game parlay. I may take out one thing, and I'll tell you what that one thing will be. But here's my draft right now. Six selections. Travis Kelsey to score. Christian McCaffrey to score. Patrick Mahomes to score. He's got to go in the end zone himself. So Kelsey, Mahomes, and McCaffrey. Mahomes over 199 and a half yards. That's alternate passing yards on the app. Mahomes over 24 and a half rushing yards. That's under alternate rushing yards. And Brandon Ayuk over 24 and a half receiving yards. Now, as I said, I may take out one of those. And the one I was thinking about taking out was Patrick Mahomes over 24 and a half rushing yards. I'm thinking about taking that out. If I leave all six of those selections in there, that comes out to a 20 to 1 payday, which is pretty good. It's not going to be easy. I mean, 20 to 1 is never supposed to be easy. But that's what I'm looking at as of right now. And I've been following uh, some of the tweets that Hard Rock Bet has been putting out. I saw, I think yesterday, they said the most bet prop would be McCaffrey anytime touchdown and Kelsey anytime touchdown. McCaffrey anytime touchdown, though, the price on that, it's minus 275. That's why I like it in a parlay, in a same-game parlay. But just on its own, like if you're going to put big money on that, I mean, it's minus 275. That's 
not a ton of value. Travis Kelsey is plus 100. So that's even money. That I like a lot better. I think Kelsey and McCaffrey will both score. That's why I have them both in my same game parlay. Patrick Mahomes is plus 350. So you get a lot of value there. And I do believe he will score on Sunday. So I like my same game parlay. Uh, but I have been following the tweets that Hard Rock Bet has been sending out. And when I went on the app a little while ago, I saw up top it said there was like a fire emoji for uh, the big game. And there were so many props available. If you're looking for a crazy prop like the Anthem or, I mean, that's not too crazy. People talk about it all the time. The, the color of the Gatorade or 50-50 on the coin toss, that is not available. Actually, I don't even believe that's legal in many states, including Florida. Because there's, there's too many people, aside from the coin toss, you don't know that. But there's too many people in the know. If you hear like the anthem being practiced or you know somebody who's filling the Gatorade cooler, it would be way too easy to make money on that. Again, if you knew. I don't know how many people know the person that puts the Gatorade in the cooler. But if you did know that person, you could make thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. So that's why in most states including Florida, uh, that stuff is not available. But there's so many. I mean, I, I've seen I, I've seen a list of so many different props. Some are common and some are not. And then you've got some that sounds so easy, like this is easy, easy, easy money. I feel like prop bets are so popular now compared to just betting – uh, who's going to win the game or the spread or the total in the game. There's so many good prop bets that if you really take time and think about them and look at them and study them, I think there's really good value in a lot of these prop bets. The Niners, they are a two-point favorite, and the total is 47.5. I'm not wagering on the side, but if I did... I would take the Chiefs plus two. All right, I got a lot to get to on this Friday, but I can't until this hour officially begins. It's time to shuffle up and deal. A lot of times in the Super Bowl, you think, okay, it's going to be a close game, but... Normally, you would say, well, this team here, they're better than the other team because of the quarterback, the wide receiver, the running back. There's usually one player that you feel makes a difference come game time. This year, even though Christian McCaffrey is great, really, 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 really good, like offensive player of the year good, that player is Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is the player that will win you a Super Bowl. 
I don't think of Brock Purdy as okay, he's going to win us the Super Bowl. Even Christian McCaffrey as good as he is, I don't look at Christian McCaffrey and think he's going to win the 49ers the Super Bowl. Now, I'm not saying he can't and I'm not saying Purdy can't. But just going into that game, there's usually one player you have in mind. And that player in my mind is Patrick Mahomes. Even though he's the guy that I have in my mind that could win a team a Super Bowl, and obviously it would be the Chiefs here, there are paths for victory that I see with both of these squads. The Chiefs formula is not complicated. As I said, Patrick Mahomes, he's the best quarterback in the NFL. The dude plays out of his mind. He's dang near perfect. The Chiefs defense can do enough. They they can 100% win this game. And then if this game is close, if it's close late, who would you like to have, Purdy or Mahomes? Come on. Patrick Mahomes doesn't need much time. We saw that with the crazy game against the Bills a few years ago. He just looks at the clock and says, okay, I got 22 seconds to go downfield and get a touchdown. Or I've got about 17 seconds to get to the 25 or 30, so we can kick a game-winning field goal, we can make it happen, and he does. And I enjoy watching that greatness. The same way I enjoyed all the years watching Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, some of you were just hating and, oh, my gosh, the Patriots, but Tom Brady is the GOAT. And when I'm watching Brady... I knew I was watching something special. So I took a little extra time to really pay attention and just enjoy watching Brady play. When you see somebody playing a sport that you're so into, that you followed for so long, and you know they're so good, you really got to take that in. I remember watching Michael Jordan back in the day. Some of you in this audience never got to see Michael Jordan play, or at least play much. And I knew I was watching the most incredible basketball player ever. And that's how I felt watching Brady. And now I'm going to continue to enjoy watching Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying I want Patrick Mahomes to be there all the time and not the Miami Dolphins. But given the fact that he is there, I'm going to enjoy watching his greatness. So a clear reason the Chiefs can win this game is Patrick Mahomes. The 49ers formula, it's their offense collectively. They have a lot of weapons. McCaffrey, he won Offensive Player of the Year last night. That means Tyreek Hill didn't get it. And it's hard to argue against Christian McCaffrey. The dude's a touchdown machine. He was a stud when he was with the Carolina Panthers, and now he's in an elite offense, and he's just a touchdown waiting to happen. Brock Purdy, I just don't see as a quarterback that's going to win the 49ers the game, but he's got so many great weapons to choose from 
where he doesn't have to go all out. He can let Debo go all out. He can let Brandon Ayuk go all out. George Kittle he's got. The 49ers have more weapons than the Kansas City Chiefs. So the winning scenario for San Francisco, it would be too much good offense. They've got several studs. And you can definitely say that having several studs can beat having one really good quarterback. Because that's what the 49ers are banking on here. They're not banking solely on Purdy or McCaffrey. They're banking on everyone collectively as an offense. Andy Reid, he's not thinking, okay, well, yes, we have Mahomes, but we need, we really need Rasheed Rice and Valdez Scantling and Watson. And he's not thinking about that. He's thinking about Mahomes and probably Kelsey. And that's it. Yeah, you want to get everyone involved, but who's going to win you this game if you're the Kansas City Chiefs? You can also include Isaiah Pacheco. After you name Mahomes, Kelsey, and Pacheco, there's a monster drop-off. But the Chiefs' defense, they're a lot better than they had been in previous seasons. So it sort of picks up the slack. You got lesser offensive weapons, but you have a better defense. And Patrick Mahomes is in his prime He is totally capable of doing Patrick Mahomes things. Purdy, he's not excellent. I wouldn't even say he's upper tier. He's good. People say he's a game manager. I don't look at him as a game manager. He just plays on a ridiculous offense when you can hand the ball off to Christian McCaffrey. I mean, if you can do that, what else do you need to do? Give it to Debo sometimes? Give it to Brandon Ayuk. What else do you need? Brock Purdy's fine. He's capable of winning the Super Bowl, but if the 49ers do win on Sunday night, I don't think it'll solely be because of him. It won't even be mostly because of him. It would be because of the team that he's on, and that offense can definitely be ridiculous. And then you look at, the 49ers head coach and the Kansas City Chiefs head coach, Kyle Shanahan, Andy Reid. But particularly from a Dolphins perspective, Mike McDaniel is from that Kyle Shanahan coaching tree. He's one of those smart Shanahan minds. When you take a look at the 49ers, if they win Sunday night, that'll be Kyle's first Super Bowl win. So here's a guy who hasn't won the Super Bowl yet, but you look at his coaching tree, and it's pretty good. I'm looking forward to watching this game Sunday. I don't know that there's been a Super Bowl that I haven't looked forward to watching. It's the freaking Super Bowl. We always think the game is going to be close. This this Super Bowl might be a little extra special because it's in Vegas. Vegas, baby, Vegas! People love going to Vegas. Vegas always puts on a show. They know the hospitality business. Vegas has always been a destination for athletes, musicians, entertainers. So now having the Super Bowl there, and that stadium is beautiful. It'll be a great event. Usher, he's doing the halftime show. It'll be fantastic. 
And the fun part is, it's not just the game. Everything that surrounds it, the commercials, the halftime show, like I mentioned, everything that we see on that broadcast, we're all seeing it. We're all locked into it. So when I come back on Monday, all of you will have seen everything that happened. And I can't do that even for, let's say, a Heat NBA Finals game. Not everybody is locked into every second of it. This Super Bowl, it's universal. It's one of the American things that, even though as polarized as we are these days, and we got a thousand things going on, everybody is watching the Super Bowl, at least everybody in this audience. And yes, that means we'll all see Taylor Swift. She's going to be a huge part of the game. She's been a part of so many Chiefs games this season. She's one of the biggest stars on the planet. She's dating Kansas City's second best offensive player. He scores touchdowns. He makes a lot of catches. People have been talking about them all week. So why wouldn't Taylor Swift be a part of the broadcast? I don't understand why she makes people so mad. She's a superstar. She's at the game. I'm not a Swifty by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm not a hater. Oh my gosh, we had to see seven seconds of a very, very, very famous person. Why would that bother me? I don't know why it bothers some people, but you guys know that. You read things online, you talk to people, oh my gosh, I go to see Taylor Swift. She's very popular, so my logic is... Who cares? I don't know why people care so much. I care about a lot of things, and poker is one of them. And I love playing cards at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. Right now, they've got the Escalator Series, which just started the other day. This weekend, they've got a $100,000 guaranteed prize pool. Next weekend, two hundred dollars And then the weekend after that, three hundred dollars And then four hundred dollars And I'm serious. I'm not making this up. The weekend after that, five hundred dollars For the entire tournament schedule, visit SeminoleHardRockPokerOpen.com. That's SeminoleHardRockPokerOpen.com. If you can't play in a tournament, maybe you don't have the time for it, you could always go to the Hard Rock and play in a cash game. No limit hold'em. They got Omaha. They've got so much action in the poker room. Bonus high hands almost all the time. Visit SeminoleHardRockPokerOpen.com for all of the information. And then maybe I will see you very soon at a poker table inside the poker room at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. Tomorrow afternoon, I'm headed out to Gulfstream Park. I'm ready for the big game on Sunday, but before that, I got to have some action on a Saturday. So I'll be out at Gulfstream Park tomorrow afternoon. I'll be at 10 Palms, the trackside restaurant, having a fantastic meal, watching the races live right in front of me. It is the championship meet and it's going on right now, like literally right now. It's a Friday, and they've got live racing. They have live racing during the championship meet Thursday through Sunday. So live racing going on right now. They'll have live racing going on 
tomorrow too, and that is when I will be there. If you're going to be at Gulfstream Park and you want to wager on the races, you can make thousands of dollars because I see it happen all the time, and you don't even have to bet a whole lot. I see people make thousands of dollars off 10 or 20 cents. It is definitely possible, but it will be a great day at the races. No matter what live race day you go, it could be tomorrow when I'm there. It could be later on today or next week or next weekend. It is the championship meet. I highly suggest you check it out. Lots of action there in Hollandale Beach at Gulfstream Park. There was action on television last night. Football action, but nothing on the field, just the stage. NFL honors. And the Miami Dolphins, they didn't get much honoring. They had two players nominated. And yesterday on the show, I made a strong case for both of those players. Both Tua and Tyreek had remarkable seasons. And neither of them won the award. Tua was up for comeback player of the year. He finished, I think, fifth or sixth in voting. Joe Flacco won comeback player of the year. Tyreek Hill, he did not win offensive player of the year. That went to Christian McCaffrey. The comeback player of the year part, a little strange that it was Flacco. I mean, Flacco... He came in there because of injuries, and he did very well. But I thought if Tua wasn't going to get that, he would lose it to DeMar Hamlin, not Joe Flacco. DeMar Hamlin almost died on the field. Some people say he did die and they revived him. But, you know, he's living now, thank gosh. He survived the incident. He's back with the Buffalo Bills, and Sean McDermott used him to run one of the worst fake punts that you'll ever see. Maybe if he picked that up, he would have got comeback player of the year. Really, I have no idea. But, like, is that what didn't get him to win it? You come back from essentially dying, and you don't win comeback player of the year? Flacco beats it? Okay, well, I mean, it's a nice story. Flacco was on his couch, I think, and got the call and played well for the Browns. But DeMar Hamlin, we talked about for six months. The dude almost died, and he comes back to play and doesn't win comeback player of the year. As for Tua, I thought Tua did enough last season to win that award. Again, if DeMar Hamlin wasn't going to win it, I thought Tua would get it. Everybody was questioning if he should ever play another snap. The safety of football as a sport was questioned. The head injuries he sustained. He did martial arts in the offseason. He even said he considered retiring. It was that bad for him. And then he's got a 4,000-yard season passing the ball. He leads the Dolphins to the playoffs for the second straight year. That was one heck of a comeback. 
Flacco was fine. It was very nice and random. But he didn't overcome what Tua did. And he certainly didn't overcome what DeMar Hamlin did. I thought it was pretty funny that Calvin Ridley got three votes for comeback player of the year. Calvin Ridley was coming back from like a five-team parlay that he put in while he was playing. (laughs) You could win comeback player of the year for that. Man, Ridley came back from losing that teaser, the three-team teaser. (laughs) I just, I, I thought that was funny. Come back from being suspended for wagering on your own sport. And then, as far as the offensive player of the year goes, it would have been great for Tyreek to win it. Tyreek had a remarkable season. He's the best wide receiver in the game. You look at his stats, they were sick. Maybe the fact that he was sitting at 1799 held him back. If he had become the first receiver to ever get 2,000 yards in a season, I think that definitely would have put him over the goal line. You can't deny history. You can't hold someone back who did something that no one's ever seen before. Tyreek's year was great, but it wasn't all time, at least from that one category. And if you're saying, well, what are you so focused on yards for? Well, Tyreek was targeting 2,000. He wasn't shy about it. He made it very clear before the season started. He's like, I'm going to get 2,000 yards. And he talked a lot about it. So when he didn't get it, I could see how that could kind of take the wind out of the sail of a voter. And Christian McCaffrey was brilliant this season. I threw him in on a parlay. I mean, the guy was a walking touchdown. I'm going to have him in my same game parlay for the Super Bowl so I can understand him winning it. Though it would have been awesome for Tyreek to get that love, I do get why he lost. Now, I don't want any of you to lose out on getting the bagel loan. If you're buying a home, you need a mortgage, or you're refinancing, the bagel loan is for you, Stewie has got the bagel loan. And I've been telling you about Stewie for a little while now. I'm going to tell you about Stewie for a long time because a lot of you will be getting a hold of Stewie when you're in the market for a home. Maybe you're not in the market right now, but you will be soon. Remember Stewie and the bagel loan because if you need a mortgage or you're refinancing, Stewie's the guy you want to call. The bagel loan, just think about it. The middle of a bagel, it's a zero. There's nothing there. It's a zero. And that is what you will pay Stewie. Nothing. Zero. No lender fees. No appraisal fees. It is the bagel loan. And Stewie has got it for you. Let me tell you what I have. I've got Stewie's personal cell phone number. Here it is. Call him. Nothing to be afraid about. Stewie's a very nice guy. 561-379-4441. That's 561-379-4441. Call Stewie on his personal cell. Tell him you want more info on the bagel loan. You're very interested. Stewie will take great care of you. You will pay him nothing. MLS number 226-715. 
tonight I am headed to Lone Depot Park. In fact, I'll be headed over there in a little bit. The City del Caribe, the Caribbean series in English. The final, the championship, is tonight featuring Venezuela and the Dominican Republic. So Marlon's man hit me up. Do you know who I am? He said, Andy, I got two seats, second row behind home plate for the championship. Do you want to go? He asked me this a week ago. I said, when is it? He goes, Friday night. I said, yeah, I'll go with you. And I, for the most part, thought it would be Venezuela and probably the Dominican Republic. Should have bet on that. And that's who it's going to be tonight. And I will be there behind home plate. I will most likely wager on the game because I'm not a fan of Venezuela or the Dominican Republic, but because I'm going to be there and I want to have some type of rooting interest, I'll wager on it. Venezuela is minus 150 on the money line right now. I just looked it up. The total in the game is six and a half. That seems extremely low. Six and a half. Oof. Venezuela minus 150. I think I got to go with Venezuela minus 150. I've been watching some of these games. Venezuela, they've done very well. So I'll go to the game tonight. I'll be sitting second row behind home plate. I'll probably put in a wager on Venezuela. Maybe I'll tweet it out, and then I'll I'll hope Venezuela wins, if indeed I do bet on them. If you follow me on Twitter or Instagram, you may have seen last night I posted my winning wager after it won because I've been posting my wagers before the game, and every time I do that, I lose. So last night I said, I'm going to put in a play. I'm not going to post it until it wins. And it won. I had the Florida Panthers to win the game and Sam Reinhart and Carter Verhage to each get a point. And that's exactly what happened. They each got a point and the Panthers won the game. So I won a, a nice amount last night. Again, I put it up on my Twitter feed and my IG story. It's nice to see that the Panthers are getting cranked up here after the All-Star break. They lost their first game. They looked flat after the break. You have a lot of time off. Sometimes that happens. They lost to Philly the other night, but last night they took it to the Washington Capitals in the end, although it was very close until late in the third period with about five or six minutes to go. They took the lead and then got an empty netter. So I hit my same game parlay the Panthers uh, win the game and I'll tell you what when the Panthers win a game the organization has this promotion with a chicken place where you get buy one get one free chicken tenders it's not like the Papa John's thing with the heat where you get 50% off the following day this is buy one get one free chicken tenders I've never heard of the place either I've never been there, that's for sure. But that that's such a rookie thing. Like, Panthers win, you 
have the ability to get buy one, get one free chicken tenders. I had the veteran move. Panthers win the game, and I get paid. Now, of course, if the Panthers lose, it's not like you're mandated to buy chicken tenders from that chicken spot. If I wager on the Panthers and they lose, I lose money. So it's sort of a free roll with the chicken tenders, although you still got to make a purchase. I liked my same game parlay last night. It wound up paying plus 150, so I got more than double my money, and I was happy about it. Now I've got money to play with for my same game parlay on the Super Bowl, and then I think Venezuela for tonight as I sit there behind home plate. I want to have a rooting interest. I, I don't want to just go to eat the, the food there behind home plate which I'm sure will be pretty good. I'll be there in the club area eating and then at the seats, and hopefully I won't get caught with a hot dog in my mouth as um, the pitch is being thrown. But I'm sure I'll be eating there behind home plate and hopefully winning with Venezuela if that line remains minus 150 and I decide to do it. But again, if I do, I will post it. It may not be smart for me to post it, but I will post it. So there's an update that we have from a story I talked about yesterday, and I'll get to that momentarily. What you guys need to do, it's Valentine's Day next week, and maybe your love isn't with a person. Your love is with money, and I can understand that. You love money. Who doesn't love money? If you are not satisfied with your financial advisor right now, or if you're not satisfied doing it on your own, contact Trajan Wealth. It will cost you nothing to set up a meeting with Trajan Wealth, and they're located locally in Palm Beach. Some of us have financial goals. We have life objectives, but we just don't know how to get to that goal. Trajan Wealth, they will help you design a plan based on those goals that you have. So with Valentine's Day coming up next week, it's just five days away. Maybe you're not feeling that love with your current financial advisor. It will cost you nothing to set up a meeting with Trajan Wealth. You should at least contact them. Visit TrajanWealth.com. That's TrajanWealth.com. Or call Trajan Wealth at 561-390-390. 1000. Don't wait any longer. Get a hold of Trajan Wealth today. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor, and this is a paid advertisement. I am ready for the big game on Sunday. I don't know what you guys are going to be doing, but I'm going to have a few people over my house. I'm going to have Flanagan's like I have for the last four or five Years, mozzarella sticks, potato skins, ribs, chicken stickers, fried shrimp. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a great time. And look, if you want to have your own big game party and you want to get your food from Flanagan's, go to their site, flanagans.net, see the menu, and 
make sure you place your order early because they're going to be crowded. And if you want to have some really good food at your house, some game day food for the big game, and have a similar spread that I will, well, hit up your local Flanagan's. I love going to Flanagan's. Normally, I go to Flanagan's in Kendall. Now, speaking of Kendall, that is where Haywood Highsmith of the Miami Heat had that accident, the crash, on uh, Tuesday night. I gave you on Wednesday afternoon the Slater's scoop, and I was the only one with all that information. Yesterday afternoon, everybody else started getting the info, the same info that I gave you a day prior. Last night while I was having uh, dinner in Miami Beach, I saw Haywood Highsmith's agent put out a statement. The statement called the crash a very unfortunate incident. Haywood Highsmith said he was praying for the guy that he hit. He thanked the Heat and fans for their prayers. And the statement kind of uh, ends this whole conversation. At least that's the point of it. I'm sure Haywood Highsmith and the Miami Heat are hoping this conversation goes away now and he can get back to basketball. It's so unfortunate, though, because this has changed somebody's life big time. And as far as Haywood Highsmith goes, I'm sure mentally he's also got to be messed up. He probably feels bad. Maybe there's a, a level of guilt there that he's going to carry around. And then you have a 21-year-old kid whose life will never be the same. It just stinks. It's terrible. It's worse for the kid, of course. All around, it's horrible. The Miami Heat probably handled this the best way they could. The Heat really know what they're doing PR-wise. This was a somewhat unusual situation. And I give the organization credit. They got out in front of it. They made it look like there's nothing to hide here. Haywood Highsmith wasn't drinking, according to cops. He wasn't under the influence of anything. The Miami Heat's PR team, I thought, did a really good job Nobody knew about the accident. They came forward and said, hey, he was in an accident. They didn't give details. I was the one that found out the details and then everybody else after that. But for such a tragic accident, which could have been a lot worse, I thought from the heat perspective, they handled it as best as they could. All right, that's all the time I got for this Friday. Enjoy the big game. We'll talk about it on Monday. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.